0: Well, I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and the Chief Clinical Officer for Work to Be Well. Here with me today to discuss the anxiety of feeling like you're falling behind, and man, we haven't even gotten started yet. Are a couple of members of Work to Be Well's National Student Advisory Council streaming in from all over the United States? Now, as a reminder, the information provided during this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied, to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Okay, let's get started by having each of you introduce yourselves, where you're from, and why is this topic important to you? Muhammad, kick us off.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Muhammad. I'm from the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, and this topic is important to me because um, we've had a, a crazy past two years. So. We're trying to adjust now. Or crazy three years, actually. So we're trying to adjust now, um, and it can be stressful so for some people. So I think it's important to address this and talk about it. Awesome.
2: Hi, I'm I'm Sahasra. I'm from the DFW Metroplex in Texas, and this is I I feel very stressed about school. When I just I thought this was very I felt very connected to that idea of like because I get stressed really quickly with school mm-hmm. and so I know how that feels. So that's why this is important to me.
0: Well, you know, I know for, uh, I've got two college students. I know that, that they're both feeling that it's only September and they're already behind, but it's great to be back in person and it's great to not have the restrictions. So I'd love to hear from both of you. How's the school year going? How are things going?
1: Uh, so for me, it's kind of interesting. It's my senior year now. And, like, the last normal year for me, I guess, was beginning of freshman year. Um, So it's kind of fun to, like, go back to, like, normal traditions if there ever were um, anything such as normal. Um, But it's also kind of weird because we were stuck in isolation for three years or two to three years. So just being in a group with so many people. um, And actually, in the past few weeks, a lot of people were sick with colds and stuff. So I don't know if that's because we're not used to having so many people be in one place. I got sick too, um, but I think it's just, it's been a lot of up and downs, but it's, it's exciting to be back.
2: Yeah. I mean, cause for me, summer didn't really feel like summer. And so it just, it was like, okay, we're, it doesn't feel great right now. And then now suddenly it doesn't feel great at all. It feels really bad. And so, uh, I mean, with it being September and already fe- feeling behind, I'm kind of worried <laughs> for like, what's January supposed to look like?
0: Well, and I can imagine that it's got to be a little bit strange adjusting back to a normal school year. Mohamed, you brought up the issue of colds and and just the whole feeling of of, where did my summer go? You know, what kind of happened? How did we get here? Um, Are you finding it difficult or strange to adjust to what is now a normal, quote-unquote, school year? For
2: for me, at least... uh our school last year they tried to keep it pretty normal last year so I had that period of like adjusting back to a new to the a normal school year last year at least where I was but um, this year it just feels it just feels like everything's kind of a bit more intense in that turn in those terms
1: I think you put it in a perfect way Sahasra. last year they were kind of like easing us back into it but now we have like that full force of expectations with course load before they may have been t- taking it easier on us um with curriculum but now they're going back to like, normal speed so it feels like it's twice speed for us because we weren't we're not used to it and i think it's a little bit strange too for social settings and gatherings because uh, we were all by ourselves and the only way we could communicate was probably like through zoom facetime and now we're like face-to-face with a lot of people so like nonverbal communication cues we have to be more careful and aware of that now too such as like your um your face like how how you your face facial expressions um your body position all this stuff is more um relevant now more so than it was the past few years
2: yeah i mean to me, it feels like wait. I have to go see people again, and like I have to like, <laughs> I have to get ready every morning. I have to go see people. I have to look like presentable. I have to talk to people face to face. I can't just like sit behind my phone and talk to them. And it just it's kind of overwhelming.
0: You know, I bet that that brings up issues with with things like social anxiety. Even just the ability to wear a mask helped a lot of people with their social anxiety. But now. All that is kind of is kind of like changing, and and I'm wondering, um, are you seeing an increase in social anxiety in yourself or in people you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, I found myself saying no more often to going out. <laughs> like, actually, I think I'll stay home with the like guys. With, oh, I have homework.
1: I think too, especially at the beginning of the year and over the summer too, because that was when. Um, most social gatherings were happening and we were, everything was more open again, um, I, I felt like we were kind of forced to be out in social gatherings that we didn't want to or we were uncomfortable in just because we didn't have that. So we wanted, we didn't want to take it for granted and we want to push ourselves to try and do it. Um, and that could result in extra social anxiety too. And just like communicating people with, on a daily basis with that many people um, might come as like a shock or just extra stress people
0: well i know one of the things that happens for a lot of people is that we start uh and this is part of what happens when we go back to school and we're suddenly seeing all the people we haven't seen all summer long and how are people dealing with stuff do you ever find yourself um or or see your friends comparing yourself to other people you know seeing well gee they seem to be coping with it really well what's what's wrong with me um Why do we compare ourselves to each other, do you think?
2: For me, it's kind of been a, like a measure to judge myself almost like I can, not that this is healthy, but if, if I know how other people are doing and I'm like, oh, I'm a little better than that, I can feel better about myself. Or if other people are maybe doing worse than me, I can be like, oh, I'm doing better than that that's, I'm fine then, which is not a healthy thing to do, but that's kind of what I've ended up doing with that.
1: That's a great point, Sahasha, and I think a lot of people have been forced to do that or just ended up in that trap of comparing themselves with others, especially when it comes to grades, because that's what the school system wants us to do. That's what, since colleges have become more prestigious to get into, and everyone wants to get into the best colleges, they compare themselves, be like, okay, so I'm doing better than this. That means I have a better chance of getting into this select school, or I have a better chance of getting this job. And that's what causes this intense and toxic environment, especially in high school. Uh, Even if, especially if your school has a class rank, people will be fighting for that higher class rank, which... Yeah, um, Yeah,
2: because whenever those transcripts come out, you got all, everyone asking, like, oh, what's your rank? Did you move? Did you move up? Did you move down? And it, it literally tells you how you're doing with everyone else. And it's like this clear way to judge yourself, unfortunately.
1: And I think that forces people, unfortunately, to connect their like, um, self-worth and self-value to their academic performance in the, uh, in the face of grades. Even if they may have um, talents that lie elsewhere, they may feel um, their self-esteem may lower because their class rate may not be as high as others or as they would have liked.
0: And I imagine that's got to be different now being back in person I I can't imagine that we kept class rankings going during the pandemic as much. I mean, I, I remember when Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter was a freshman, you know, there was the, there was the list and you were either on the list or you weren't on the list. And uh, that was a big deal, you know, but I think during the pandemic, a lot of that stuff kind of fell a little bit by the wayside probably wasn't seen as important, but what do you see, you know, what are the detriments of things like class rankings and stuff like that that force us to to really compare ourselves to each other?
1: This may sound cliche, but I think it ruins the environment of learning and the enjoyment of learning because you're only focused on getting that higher class rank. You want to be better than the other person. And that like may, um, may, may cause people to not collaborate as much reduce collaboration among students and teamwork and people wanting to help each other on certain assignments or study for a test as was done a lot in the tradition uh, back in the day like our parents that's what they did they would always study with someone else in the library or things like that but that doesn't really happen as much anymore because we are competitive we want uh, that extra edge
2: yeah. and then
1: go ahead
2: I-, I was gonna say like because we're so focused on our grades and not as much on learning that a lot of kids uh, they don't so they'll focus on the content, but it also is like, oh, okay, how did um, they might find information from old, uh, like, just find information online that might give them a better edge, even if they're not learning, they're almost just memorizing what they need to know for the test, or, like, they're not really absorbing information for the sake of application or to learn later or to retain anything. They just, it, it like, blurbs out on the test for the sake of the grade instead of just for regular use and to learn in life.
1: And you might even lead to like cheating and like a, a lack of integrity because you you don't care about um, the process of learning where you just care about that final result, which is very unfortunate.
0: Yeah. I think it's interesting because I, I watch um, college is not quite that way. I mean, once you get into college, you're in college and there's not that pressure to, um, always be the best and be the best. Um, I'm sure there is, if you're going pre-med or pre-law or things like that, where you're looking towards what's going to happen, but, but I wonder how do we, I mean, part of this sounds like it's the game to get into college and how are you going to navigate this sense of being able to not have to compare yourself? What are some things that, that maybe you can get relief from and not have to compare yourself?
1: Uh, I think it's good to have, like, a logical um, viewpoint. Uh, if you think about it, high school is four years out of, let's say, you live for 80. So, what, 5% of your life? Very, very small amount of your life. Uh, and you're, you put so much stress and anxiety into it. It doesn't make sense. Because later on, in college, it's bare gun. No one cares what how you did in high school. No one cares if you're a valedictorian in high school. You're all in the same playing field. Uh, and even in your career in your job, no one cares what your GPA was in high school. No one cares what your SAT score was. They just care about the product of your work and your interactions with others. That's what ultimately will allow you to be successful in the workplace. So I like to think of it, at, uh, think about it from that viewpoint and that um, allows me to like calm down more and reduce my comparisons with others.
2: Yeah, that's kind of like my mantra. Every time I get a bad grade, I'm like, it's okay. It won't matter 10 years from now. I won't remember this 10 years from now. It's, it's what I end up having to tell myself every time I get to do something that I don't feel as proud of. Because it's, otherwise, I end up in this, like, uh, I start snowballing. I'm like, I'm not going to get into a good college. I'm not going to get a good job. I'm not, I'm not going to make any money. I'm going to sleep in my parents' house until I'm 40. I end up in this rabbit hole unless I tell myself it's okay. It won't matter in 10 years.
0: Well, I can tell you, I was in National Honor Society in high school, and uh, I was in Omicron Delta Kappa in college, and uh, no one cares. No yeah. one cares one bit. What people really care about is how you treat other people. But that's the secret, you know. That's the the big secret. Mm-hmm. And and I think one of the interesting things that I know I didn't learn in high school, I did learn this until much much later in life was this idea that when you begin to compare yourself to who you were before, it's a whole lot better than comparing yourself to the person sitting next to you. And I'm wondering what you think about that idea of why it's more beneficial to compare yourself to yourself as opposed to the person sitting next to you.
1: Um, Matthew McConaughey had this quote at the Oscars. He was like um, comparing himself. He was saying that he was comparing himself with like, who he would be in 10 years from now and how he would never reach that. But that always allowed him to keep chasing that, to keep working hard because he wanted to have the best version of himself possible. And I think that's what ultimately matters and what motivates us more. If we see progress from ourselves, from where we were in the past, like one year or so uh, we'll have more satisfaction. We'll know that like we're in the same uh, circumstances. If we compare ourselves with someone else, we, you don't know if they're in the same circumstances, circumstances as you, Um, same home life as you but you it's you you know what you went through you have the same circumstances you know what you went through last year and how you can improve yourself for the following year
2: yeah it's kind of like in a scientific experiment you don't want a bunch of it's making sure you have like one independent variable as opposed to having a ton of other confounding variables because if it's different people then there's all sorts of other variables at play and it's not really an accurate representation of how you're doing at that point it's Cause there's so much more affecting your end result, whatever it is that you're looking at or comparing from point A to point B, when it's yourself, you know, like, okay, I'm the one in control of this. I'm the one who can change it for next time. Cause if you're like, if I take it back to grades and I'm comparing my grade in a certain class to my friend's grade in a certain class, and then how we did that next semester in that class, it, there's so many different things with the two of us that are going on. But if it's myself, like, I, well, I can't control my friend going, like, what happens to the, my friend? I can't control any of that. But I can control how how much effort I put in. Obviously, there's other things you can't control, but it just, I think that's what it is. You know what's going on for the entirety of, like, that result.
0: Well, and Tassar, you bring up a really good point because you're, you're bringing up also this issue of you're the only one who knows what's going on for you in your world. Maybe you've got school and you've got work to be well and you've got, you know, the things, the other activities that you're involved in at school and this and that and the other things. My my assumption for both of you is that you're probably pretty active in in more than just school and work to be well. And I'm wondering if you've got some thoughts around how do you balance all the things? You know, it's already September. We already know we're all stressed and all the things have started back up. We got clubs in person, we got sports in person, we got all these other things. How are you balancing all the things in your world right now?
2: For me, it's like a very detailed Google calendar. <laughs> Otherwise, it would all fall to shambles. Cuz like I know, okay, I have like today I had rehearsal from 1 to 6 and then I came home. And now it's like right now it's like 7:30 or something for me. So, I like okay, I have an hour where I can like change and get ready after that rehearsal and be ready for this. So like, unless I have a calendar filled with everything, it just, it's a mess.
1: The same thing for me, Google calendars and agendas are lifesavers. It gives you the satisfaction of like crossing things off. And it also um, allows you to like plan out your week, see where everything goes, where everything fits. If things don't fit, so you don't commit to certain clubs or meetings on that day. Uh, helps you stay more organized and sane, too, so you don't have everything just sitting in your brain trying to remember everything.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's that. And then also, like, being very careful not to overcommit yourself. Like, it's almost rather undercommit than overcommit to something because if you fill up your plate with too many things, it's all going to fall off. So be very careful about what you do. Say, yes, I can do this, but you have to be very careful what you say yes to. Well, and that brings
0: up that that issue of what do you do if you start to get behind? How do you stop that from snowballing so that, you know, once I know for me, once I get behind, if I don't get in front of it, it can snowball and things start to fall off my plate. So what are some tips you have for when you start to realize that that you're in the middle of it and you're falling behind? What do you do? How do you reach out for help?
1: Uh, in some cases, if you have to like miss a meeting or a club or a practice to focus on getting your homework done, because in that case, school would take priority over extracurriculars, um, explain to your coach or your mentor, whatever, um, your stress, um, how you feel like you're not going to be able to finish everything, especially if it's a busy week, like exam season, um, midterms, finals, AP tests, and any of those like situations where you feel like you're not going to be able to make it. The best thing is to act right away, communicate with the people who you won't be able to commit to or the meetings you won't be able to commit to explain your situation. And they'll probably be very understanding and supportive, but just getting it off your plate as soon as possible rather than waiting to the last minute, not being able uh, to show up and then not explaining. That's worse than just being proactive and explaining ahead of time uh, what your situation is like.
2: Yeah, like find a a day or like a few hours where you can just sit down and take a breath and stop and then... And then, like, make a little list of, like, okay, this is my top priorities. These are what I need to get done right now. This can actually hold off. This is not urgent. Like, kind of, like, on paper, in your mind, like, categorize everything and be that type A organized person that you wanted to be but never could be. (laughs) So just take a moment to sit down and, like, actually get it done.
0: Okay, Sahastra, it sounds like you're taking a mental health day. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that really is what it is. like taking a mental health day for yourself. just like, okay, we we need to just relax and stop.
0: Well, that is one of the places that Work to Be Well was founded on was some uh, legislation that gave students the ability to take a mental mm-hmm. health day when they got overwhelmed because a lot mm-hmm. of times schools don't, schools don't give you the ability yeah. to take time out. They don't give you the ability to say, yeah, I'm stressed. Some people do believe that, oh, you just got to push through it and you'll be fine. And we intend to overwhelm you. That's, that's,
2: we're preparing you for life. Uh, Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, well, yes. But also I feel like at, when I get a job, correct me if I'm wrong, but like when I got a job, I have paid leave time. Like I can, I can take that day off.
1: And I find the, um, that assumption that school is equivalent to life, um, a form of mockery because mm-hmm. it, school is such a controlled regulated environment every action is scolded uh grade graded everything is just watched carefully um and ripped apart uh, taken apart with a fine tooth comb if you will but in life it's there's no control it's just you in life <laughs> so you have um a thousand different things that can happen uh you have to be adaptable And that, like you said, in your job, like Sasha said, in your job, you can have paid leave. You have sick days. You can do what you need to do. Um, But in school, you have a limited number of absences. Some of them aren't even excused. So in a sense, school isn't always equivalent to life.
0: Well, I do love that you both are kind of really honing in on this idea that self-care is important. And I think self-care is one of those things that allows us to store up a bit so that we can deal when things get pretty stressful. I imagine you both have the ability to uh, take on a lot of things and to balance a lot of things uh, at the same time, a lot of different types of activities at the same time. What are some of the tricks that you've learned in how you transition between multiple activities? Um, What are some of the things that you do to make sure that you're taking care of yourself to balance out multiple different activities?
1: Uh, I enjoy, like, trying to take, if I have time, taking breaks in the middle, um, scrolling on social media for a little bit, just to numb my mind, um, take my mind off the previous activity, and try and get into mindset for the next one. And also just trying to, like, if something went wrong in the previous activity or something didn't go as planned, just trying to forget about that so I can focus more on the next one and give it my best effort and the other people who I work with in that activity, like, utmost respect and uh, effort that I can give so that, my entire day doesn't fall into shambles. And then I have that catastrophe thinking, um, and that snowball effect is the mentioned as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I mean, if I'm like going home in between, it'll be like watching TV for a little bit, just to, like numb your mind. Like, uh, you, you mentioned Muhammad just like to kind of escape into the, the, for me, it's like watching television. Cause I can escape into the story that's being told and I don't have to think about everything else that's actually happening, but, um, or I mean, scrolling on social media, that's more convenient. If you're on the go or at school, you don't really have a chance to, you know, like open up a show or anything, but uh, just finding something to distract yourself for the slightest moment. So you can like kind of reset almost for at least a little bit until you can handle whatever it is that maybe went wrong.
0: Well, and that kind of does bring up also, I think, uh, One of the big things that's going to happen this year is uh, welcome back to senioritis. Uh, It's a thing. It really happens. You get out there. What tips do you have to avoid senioritis? But then again, also, what parts of this should you just kind of embrace? I mean, senior year is important.
1: So I can definitely feel a little bit of senioritis now. I felt it like the first day of school, I was like, ah, gotta be back. Okay. Um, But I think just, understanding that for the first few months, you should still give your best effort understanding that colleges still look at many colleges still look at your first, um, senior year grades, but then also trying to balance senior year with fun activities, hanging out with friends, family, um, enjoying your last year of high school. Um, I think that's important too. And that like, after you get into a, um, after you get accepted into a college and are towards the last month or so of school, um, then you can let some of that senioritis take over, relax a little bit. Um, don't quote me on this, but I, th- I think it's okay. Like if you've maintained straight A's throughout the entire year to like s- slack off, not necessarily miss assignments, but just relax a little bit more, have more fun, enjoy those last few months too.
2: So I'm a, I'm a junior. So that doesn't mess. I guess I still got a year before I think about senioritis or senior year, but uh what I would hope at least is that I just feel more relaxed. And like, for me, it's like kind of looking at that, like end date of like, it's okay. I'm graduating soon. It's all, it's all going to be over. I just have to hold on till then. <laughs> well, junior year, man, you, you've got all the stress.
0: Cause you're still in that. You're still in the middle of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're still yeah. in the, in the middle of it. But I think, I think junior senior, regardless, um, Taking advantage of the fun opportunities, the social activities of high school are one of the, you know, we don't get graded on that, but that stuff's important. And Mm -hmm. thinking about this fall and coming back into activities, what fall activities are you actually looking forward to at your school? What are some of the traditions that may be coming back that you're excited that you get to experience
2: I feel like a classic one would be homecoming. For us, homecoming already happened. It was last week. And so I kind of I kind of made myself go. I was like, you didn't go last year. You got to go this year. You got to go at least once in high school kind of thing. So it gave me this, like, almost seven hours of the day where I was just, like, actually relaxing, going with my friends, just enjoying time, being trying to be social and not a hold up at home watching TV like I would have been. So...
1: My homecoming is this week. So the spirit week, the game, the carnival are all traditions that are coming back. Um, and I'm excited to like be a part of and attend. Uh, Cause I think they weren't really the same, even though last year they were, they occurred, they weren't, they didn't have that same feel, that same energy. But I think now um, like my class, they've been cooped up for a while. So they'll really express themselves and their energy. So I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah homecoming's a big one. Uh, looking at those fall uh fall types of activities coming up on uh the different types of of other fall things i know that kind of leads into um you know some places have holiday activities or winter formals or things like that but really we see a lot of those things starting to come back now and those are important things in keeping balance in your life um what would you say to people who who maybe avoid those types of activities how would you encourage somebody to go and to get engaged and get involved
1: you're only in high school once you might as well take advantage of it that's the biggest thing i think um and you don't want to like miss out on something and then end up regretting it you if you like go and you don't like it, you can be like okay well at least i know i don't like these kind of events and i won't go in the future but you should as sasha mentioned you should definitely try and go once um just to experience it you know high school is full of experiences and you should try and take advantage of all of them
2: yeah, I mean, that's really it. Like, if you don't like it, don't go again. Just try it once. See how it goes.
0: Yeah, kind of like Brussels sprouts. Just try it once. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we sign off for today, I want you to to really, you know, thinking about folks who are out there and they're in the middle of it and they're falling behind and they're feeling overwhelmed and they're feeling super stressed. Give them your go-to speech of of how you're going to get out of it.
1: You lived through a pandemic, so you can probably get through this.
2: Honestly, yeah, you lived through quite a few things. If you're in high school right now, yeah. <laughs> I think you can you can make it through high school and just think uh, think about the fact like it's it's not going to matter ten years from now. Just let it happen.
0: Oh, I think that's just the best advice ever because you know you you've lived through a pandemic. Ten years from now, that's this is going to seem like absolutely nothing, right? Because. Uh, Y'all lived through a pandemic and you made it through pretty well. Well, Muhammad and Sahara, Sasha, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, This has been an awesome topic to talk with about on Talk to Be Well and being candid with your back to school spirits, being vulnerable with the fact that, you know, it's not all great all the time, but it is what you make it. If you're looking for support with your mental health or any other medical questions, Please visit Providence.org for your parents, teachers, students, educators. If you're looking for some mental health help, check us out at WorkToBeWell.org. That's Work, the number two, BeWell.org. I am your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, and this has been Talk to Be Well. Be well, everybody. (laughs)